morning, Charles. How are you? Uh, good morning, Dan. Doing well. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, I uh, I was lucky enough to be able to babysit uh, the dog for a few days, so I got some I got some fun walking the dog and playing with the dog and trying to <laughs> stop the dog from chewing its tail off, and that was quite an adventure. Oof, that uh, sounds like a that sounds like a stressed dog. Uh, well, I think it might be allergy related. Uh, uh, I gave her gotcha. a little Benadryl and that that calmed things down. But I mean, tail was bleeding and I wouldn't the dog wouldn't even let me put a, like a, a damp towel on it. Like start snapping at me, and so uh, it was yeah, it was a little bit it was a little bit rough trying to even heal the dog. But the Benadryl kind of calmed her down sprayed a little apple cider vinegar mixture on the back of her. And that, that seemed to also kind of provide a little bit of relief. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I, supposed to, that's supposed to make them feel better and, uh, they don't want to put it in their mouth on it. Right. Uh, um, like a combo. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think so. So it, it helped. Um, well, that sounds yeah. delightful, but it, yeah, it was, good time. It was. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, it was, and you know, had, had a, had a nice, uh, had a nice weekend. Uh, I think you know, that you were a part of as well. Um, going out in downtown Orlando and doing the fundraiser, uh, for new hope for kids. And, yes. That was, that was uh, drinking a for time. a cause. That yeah, boy. They, and they had, they had quite a haul of uh, donated toys too. They did real well. Yeah, I saw some of the Instagram posts and it was phenomenal how much how much they got out of that. So yeah, I, uh, I snuck great. a PS5 out. It was great. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking yeah, of speaking yeah. of fundraisers, I've been um I've been watching the Pet Alliance's website. I want to get on board with their uh their program of taking dogs out for a trip, but it looks like they they haven't started that back up since they had the fire a couple months ago. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have that because of COVID. I mean, for oh, a while, that's right. they never restarted that yet. And I, w- I was anxious to do that, too, um, because there's so many great restaurants in Sanford and, and dog Winter parks. Park. And yeah, and I, I was totally in, into that as well. I've been, I, you know, if you if you hear of anything, let me know, because I I'd definitely be on board for that, too. That'd be a lot of. Yeah, lot of me, too, for sure. I want to uh, I want to borrow a dog and take it out for a date. <laughs> not not take it out to find a date. Well, I mean, listen, if that happens too, then so be it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so um, what's, uh, what are you excited about recently? Or, um, well, yeah, this, say. this week, this weekend was great. I mean, go getting out, uh, getting downtown and, and seeing some friends and, and contributing to the, uh, to the charity was fun. Um, then on Thursday of this week, today we're recording on Monday and this Thursday, I'm going to Chicago for two days. Uh, well, two nights. This will be my this will be my first ever trip to Chicago as a tourist. I've only been there for work before, so this oh, will nice. be my first time spending spending some time in the city and and getting to do the sites. I bought a city pass, so uh, gonna go to. I think it covers like five different venues that are all included in the in the one cost of the pass. Fantastic! Which, uh, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing some cool stuff, getting some cool pictures. There's a Christmas market that I'm gonna go visit, and uh, seems like a great time of the year to uh to, this will be my my last my last solo trip of the year for uh 2021 so i'm really looking forward to it uh and have you decided on the long underwear or uh or the short underwear i'm gonna go long I'm, I'm gonna wear long underwear yeah okay. i think right. uh I, I got some good stuff that i got as a base layer for my first uh snowboarding trip a few years ago yeah 
And I remember them being pretty comfortable even when I was indoors. So I'll wear those under my jeans and, and hope that it keeps me warm, but not too warm. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, these days they, they make, you know, like really nice thin ones. It's not the yeah. old, uh, the old school, uh, you know, kind of like a popcorn type of. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate that, that waffle, that waffle. waffle that's I, what, yes. I hated that stuff. Yeah. 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 They've got yeah. Much, much better technology these days. So. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I should buy a pair of travel-specific pants, like men's travel pants, or just wear jeans. What are travel pants? Well, basically, they're they're made out of synthetics, so that they're both lighter and you know they're supposed to be cooler when it's hot and warmer when it's cool. Okay. And also, if they get wet, they dry faster. Do they where, make toast for you in the morning too. I mean, it sounds like it does everything. I mean, ideally, yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I should just. I like the look of jeans and jeans are a pretty good, you know, multi-use pant for, uh, for various levels of formality and stuff like that. But I think I'm various just gonna... levels of formality. Well, yeah. I mean, you I can dress it. up jeans and you can dress down. Absolutely. Jeans. Absolutely. It was, I was just more tickled by the choice of words you used. Than, in fact, uh, on, on the trip up, I'm probably going to wear them with an Oxford, uh, you know, dress shirt and maybe, maybe even throw a tie on. Maybe they'll let me sit in the cockpit. I mean, it's spirit. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you you know, you were VIP in it uh, on your last trip, and uh, so who knows what you know? They might actually let you, yeah, uh, get in there and fly a little bit too. Who knows? I mean, I'll be the only person wearing a tie who's not who's not the pilot, so they they should give me some status for that. That's a bold assumption. That's a bold assumption. <laughs> on, on spirit, I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> I might be one of the only people wearing a shirt with buttons. Oh wow. So, um, yeah, that's, no, that's great. That sounds like, it sounds like it's gonna be a fun trip for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward. Sounds good. So, All right, so what about you? What's, what's going on with you? Uh, other than the fun stuff that we shared together and was, you know, mostly fun because I was there. Uh, what, what do you got going on? Um, well, basically I was just telling, you know, I was, I was, you know, babysitting the dog. Um, and I, that's going to be over today. So at this point, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for fun stuff for me, really. Um, I think you know, uh, you know, looking forward to doing some, some dancing, some, some. Uh, we're gonna go to the ballroom, do a little ballroom dancing. That's that's in a couple of weeks right now at this point. Yep. Um, where uh, up up in Daytona and uh, get a little instruction from uh, from one of our our teachers. So I'm definitely looking forward to practicing that. We didn't really get a chance to do any kind of ballroom dancing this weekend. And I know no. we, were, we were preparing to do that. Uh, so yeah, that was a little disappointing. However, uh, I am looking forward to, and I'll, I'll also have a private lesson this week as well. Uh, okay, nice. With my instructor. So yeah, uh, yeah, Nanette. So she's she's great. So um, we'll be working on that and maybe a little foxtrot for, for New Year's Eve as well. So yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. definitely going to practice some of that on yeah. uh, Wednesday is my, is my lesson this week. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll probably try to, I want to keep going a little deeper on, on the East coast swing. Cause I enjoy it so much. Yep. But then uh, Foxtrot and uh, I may let her sprinkle in something of her choice that she thinks I'll, I'll be able to use um, on our on our party we're going to on the 18th. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever she thinks I'll see the most of and I'll want to dance to, you know, I'll yeah. maybe rumba. I uh, I've only done that once, but it seemed OK. Yeah. And yeah. I need I need to I need to get some Latin dancing into my mix because it's just. You know, when you go to one of these dance parties at a ballroom dancing place, a ballroom, if you will, 
Uh, there's just so much Latin day. I like half of it's Latin dancing and I don't know how to do any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked the Samba that she was teaching us last week or, or a couple weeks ago. Um, the, the basic there, um, it was pretty easy. You'd have no problem to, uh, you know, doing that. And it was, it was a nice, it, it, it was fun. The basic was fun. So, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, how are you doing on your, uh, important decision about a hot tub at your place? Let's, let's, let's get into the real important stuff. <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, I I've stalled on that because I start looking at, all right, I need to add some, some screen coverings, uh, to make it a little bit more private. And then the location I've been kind of going back and forth with. So the, I have not moved that decision forward at this point. I think, uh, I want to get somebody in to give me a little evaluation about what to do with the yard first. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I will have some free cycles this week and I'll, I'll look into the possibility of, of the hot tub. Well, well, my vote so. location wise is close to a door, either yeah. the door to your bedroom or the door to your uh, pool bathroom. And, and, and I, I probably will, um, but I definitely want to be able to see the stars. So I don't want to, I don't want it covered. Uh, I want to be able to look up and, and, and look at the sky at night. Um, so I mean, you can still see a lot. Of, you, you don't need to be able, you don't need to, I mean, you're not going to ever look straight up. Oh, gonna... I will. Oh, I've done it before. <laughs> I have done it before. I will be looking straight up. So, uh, well, yeah, that's fair. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll need, but you can see a lot of sky from all of your patio. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. All right. Well, I look, uh, I look forward to that because I will, I've I will been completely close. shut down on my idea of trying to get a hot tub for my place. So, um, I, I have started looking at outdoor furniture though. Um, I, I really like the idea of building like an outdoor room, like, like one of those fancy rooms that you see, like the King stays in when his army is at war and he's got like the really fancy tent with the really fancy <laughs> stuff inside. That's basically what I'm, I'm going to go for outside of my, uh, my tiny house. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. To okay. So, um, I'm sure the people want their material. So we should give them what they want. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure they're begging for it at this point and tired of hearing about <laughs> our, our plans for hot tubs and, and, and King's thrones. So uh, yeah, I think we should um, kind of get into a little bit of uh, the next chapter, chapter one, where Glover talks about the integrated mail and uh, the nice guy paradigm. I think it would be, you know, it, it's, it's kind of the crux of, of the book. And I think really the, the foundation of where everything else about the, you know, that, that is in the book, where that, where that it builds off of that, right. Uh, the, these things. So this is, I think this is important for us to really, you know, uh, to go through. Okay. Well, would you like to kick us off? Sure. Yeah. So Glover talks about the opposite of a nice guy, which is the integrated male. And basically what that means is the, 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 the purpose of the book really is to take people from being a nice guy to being an integrated male. And it's not about being a jerk or uh, being a chauvinist pig or, um, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, you know, a jerk basically. So yeah, it's I, really, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I think, I think that's a, a common misconception that, uh, you know, if you, if you hear the phrase nice guy and you don't do any kind of deep dive into what he actually means by it, you know, the assumption could be, oh, so you're saying I have to be less nice. Right. And the, the opposite of a nice guy 
is not a not nice guy. It's not a jerk. Like you said, the opposite of a nice guy in the way he uses the term is a real guy or the integrated male. As, as he says, it's, it's about being real. It's about, it's not about being not nice. And, and, and part of that being real is being um, having the courage to be, to be real throughout, right? Not putting on a front, which a lot of nice guys do. It's about being, having the courage to be, this is who I am, putting it out there in the world so that you really know what you're getting. There's no false advertising with an integrated male, with a not nice guy, the opposite of a nice guy. It's you're really seeing um, somebody who is authentic, true to themselves, um, his power, the assertiveness, courage, um, and is okay with showing imperfections and okay with showing that he makes mistakes and that he's not perfect and that he is human and being okay with that. Um, instead of instead of trying to hide all of that by doing certain things, presenting in a certain way that is not authentic, that's where nice guys fall short is that they are presenting something that is false, that is not who they really are. Um, and, and the opposite of that is, is the integrated male. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of flavors of that nice guy mentality. It's, it's really, I mean, it can be a lot of different guys that, pre- that present a lot of different behaviors. It's not just about an attitude of, boy, I sure hope people say that I'm nice when I'm not around. Right. It could be, I sure wish people say I'm fill in the blank when I'm not around. And that could be, um, perfect. I'm flawless. I'm strong. I'm masculine. I mean, really fill in the blank with anything that, that you feel like people have to think that I'm X or, or they're not going to accept me and love me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, the other issue with a typical nice guy is that a lot of times, you know, uh, well, Glover talks about the concept of a paradigm, which is basically, you know, your, um, your roadmap for the way right. you think life, life should go. Right. Yeah. And so the nice guy paradigm, they talk about, um, you know, that, that you should have a problem free life. Right. And that you, sh- and, and if you do everything to, su- to support other people and, and to please other people that you're going to have this problem free life, which is completely ridiculous and un- unrealistic. But whenever that, that thought, that roadmap is challenged, Nice guys have a really tough time accepting that what they believe is is wrong. And, you know, even when it's not working for them, even when they're constantly frustrated because they're doing all of these things for other people or or to kind of, you know, show that they're, you know, uh, a perfect person and they're not getting the love and acceptance that they want. And, and, you know, end up, you know, actually becoming enraged. They become very, they can become very angry and resentful and bitter. And on the one hand say they, you know, they, for example, they love women, but then can be very, uh, very rageful towards them when they're not getting what they want. Yeah. And the other issue is that they don't express what they want. They don't want to seem needy. They don't because they're afraid to express their needs. And so, you know, they really get dependent on, um, you know, receiving support and acceptance from other people. Right. But not, but not, not willing to ask for in, in an open and honest way. And um, in our next episode, we're going to, we're going to cover the making of a nice guy and get into 
a lot of where where this paradigm comes from. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, it's when when you come up with a plan for how you are supposed to engage the world when you're two or three years old, what are the odds you're going to get it right? Right. Absolutely you know? not. Yeah. I mean, I've I've talked to kids that age. They're dumb. They're stupid. They don't know nothing. <laughs> you know, and I'm speaking as somebody who used to be one of them. Right. And and it's like, you know, your your brain forms all these ideas about the way the world is, the way the world works, the way you're supposed to interact with the world, the way you're supposed to get your needs met. And you have so little information and you're able to process very little of the information that you do have in a useful way. And you still make you form these patterns of what your personality is going to be and what your your drives are going to be for the rest of your life at this very young age. So, of course, of course, you're going to get some of this stuff wrong in a huge way. Yeah. So the the other issue is that because this has been uh, going on for so long in terms of, you know, the, the the paradigm has been built and kind of infused into so many nice guys this isn't it's not like this is a new phenomenon this has been going on for gen, for a couple of generations so you know a lot of times that paradigm that's built as a child is reinforced by men who are nice guys by you know by society who has kind of programmed you know uh us to to behave in those ways to be pleasing and not express what our needs are or that our needs aren't that important. So to, to really break through and change that paradigm or consider that another paradigm might exist even is, is even more challenging because it's, where do you get that from at this point? Right. Unless you do, unless, you know, you're doing your own self-reflection and you, you happen to find this book, for example, and yeah, and the and the other thing is, I mean, the the nice guy paradigm can lead you into a moderately successful life in both personal and professional speaking. You know, it can give you it can give you some things, it can open some doors, but the effort that it takes to maintain it, both personally and professionally, and ultimately the end results that you end up with are not fulfilling. So yeah. it's like you get enough success that tells you, yeah, go ahead and stay the course until you know one aspect of your life blows up and then you feel miserable because you've been you've been living on this on these faulty assumptions and and all your eggs are in that basket your egg right. your eggs when it comes to self esteem your worth your value are now dependent on you know pleasing that boss or pleasing that other person right and then it's, you know, if that's your source of happiness and that goes away or you're not perfect with that in some way. Right. Yeah. Then, then the fit hits the sham. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, imagine, you know, structuring your whole life to, you know, in an effort to please your wife or please your boss. And then one or both of them end up cutting you loose and say, I'm getting rid of you because you're really not pleasing me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's rough, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's a hard, that's a hard uh, L to take for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what was great about the concept of this book is yes, it's targeting men, it's targeting nice guys and how to handle that. But in the end, it really is a book about personal development. It's about figuring out what makes you happy and 
how to achieve that happiness on your own rather than looking for it from external sources and, and getting external validation. And that makes you a little bit more independent and a little bit more bulletproof when it comes to your relationships. And, and that means relationships with people and dealing with the world. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a challenge uh, to, I mean, to break any pattern. I mean, patterns are patterns because, you know, we, we follow them for so long and we get convinced that, okay, this is, this is the way the world's supposed to be. And this is the way I'm supposed to interact with it. And it's risky to, to let that go and say, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. You know, instead of trying to make people happy, I'm just going to be who I actually am. And some people will like that. And some people will pull away from that. It gets very uncomfortable when you start yeah. changing things, especially if, if it's something new that hasn't been you know, validated or proven by yourself and you're just kind of trying something. You know, a lot of times, unless you're really miserable, you hit rock bottom in some way, a lot of times it's you're never going to want to take that risk because things are things are, you know, for the most part, probably working and, and, and they're OK. They're just right. not great. You know, um, but I also wanted to kind of just throw a, a picture of, of of the book so people you know can see what the the cover looks like uh, when if they want to get it, and mention that throughout the book there are a number of breaking free activities that um, we're not going to go into, but those are more of the the, the how tos uh, and the action items that Glover. Uh, sprinkles in throughout the book, which are, which are definitely helpful. Um, and they will make you uncomfortable as well. If you're a recovering nice guy. Yeah. The, I mean, the other thing that makes you uncomfortable is, uh, you know, the first time I read this book and I, I got a lot out of it, it was probably, you know, four, about four years ago. Um, you won't get the most possible out of the book by just reading it by yourself and, and trying to, to make these changes alone. Um, the, the way you get the most out of this book is to go through it with somebody that, uh, is also open to the ideas in it. Uh, and that can be, you know, a men's group that could be your therapist. That could be a friend. Uh, you'll, you'll get a lot more though, if you're reading it and going through it with somebody who you're able to bounce ideas off of and, and, and work through the exercises and work through the concepts to say, Hey, does, does this sound like something that, uh, makes, makes sense to you? Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Um, that being said, I think this is a, a good spot maybe to wrap up chapter one and uh, get ready for, yes. uh, for, for the, uh, the next chapter um, where we, uh, we talk a little bit more about the making of a nice guy and how that, how that comes to be um, and, and why that's so prevalent these days in in our society yeah a hundred percent so uh yeah it's it's a good uh it's it's a good chapter one i mean this book has uh, an introduction and then it's got uh the first chapter goes through some specific case studies where dr glover you know tells some stories of his patients that he's dealt with and there are all sorts of different kinds of nice guys with different different patterns but they all share that thing in common the the idea that you know if they're good enough then they get you know the 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 prize for being good enough is an easy life. Yeah. And no, nobody's ever good enough to get an easy life because life's not easy. 
Of course. And it was great to see those various examples because I was able to identify with at least some aspect in almost all of them and right. go, hey, this doesn't exactly apply to me, but I see this part and I see that part and okay. And it really started to hit home. And then that's that's where I realized that how much of a, a nice guy I am and or trying to recover from, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh again, we uh we're we're not trying to through this podcast, we're not trying to be a substitute for his book. You should definitely buy the book. Uh, it's available electronically. It's available in hardcover, and it's a great audio book. Doctor Glover uh, narrates it himself, and he does a pretty good job. So I've I've listened to the audio book several times, yep. and I, I recommend that method of book consumption almost over all others because it's so great. You can you can do it while you're driving, and I drive a lot. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, I appreciate you taking the lead on this chapter and uh, getting us through it from point to point. And uh, we'll come back next week and, and I'll take the lead and we'll go through chapter two. Sounds great. Have a, have a good week, Charles. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.